Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast for the Sheffield Board Games Club. This is episode 44. Uh, my name is Rick, and joined today by Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Hi, Rick. Hello, hi. Uh, we're going to talk about some games that we've played recently, as we usually do. We've got uh, a question of the week, which is the Spiel des Jahres. So the, uh, the nominations for 2023 have been uh, announced. So we'll, we'll have a quick chat about that. Uh, but before then, I just wanted to mention that uh, I've talked about this before, but um, you know the the game shop uh, that sells video games. Yeah, they've started selling board games and stuff as well. And um, yes, I'd seen that. Obviously, the computer game businesses, you know, they're not selling as many games these days. <laughs> no, there's a lot of digital games online, now. So, so it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 disc games have definitely dropped in popularity. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're branching out a little bit, and they sell like collectibles and loads of accessories, and they start selling board games as well. Mm. So I was uh, I was in Meadowall doing a bit of shopping, and I, I called into games to have a look at the at, at the games that are in there, and I saw um, one that I'd wanted for a while, which is Mosaic. Okay. So this is like a civilization type game where you kind of build up your, oh, your civilization. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested in trying that at some point, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks quite good. Yeah, it's it's quite a big game. It's uh, it's massive, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I picked that up from game and uh, got it all got it all home and uh, punched it and had a look at the cards and everything and uh, one of the decks of cards it got uh, like marked at the top. Oh no! It was like damaged. It, it's like it had been stuck in a machine and it like pressed down on top of the on top of the pack. Oh, so right. the top probably five or six cards uh, were sort of dented and, and damaged. Oh no! So I, I, I thought oh, I'll do what I normally do and I looked on the on the website to see if there was like a publisher you know like returns form or spare parts or something mm-hmm. uh, and it said there was you could uh, you could send a request in but it was quite slow and you're probably better off taking it back to where you bought it from so I thought well it's it's only a game I mean I could pop into Meadowall in Millage Break or something and, and swap yeah. it over so not not really expecting you know to get any to get a, to get a replacement or anything I, I, I went back down and uh, uh, I spoke to the guy behind the counter, and he he I took the game with me, and obviously took out the the cards and a quick look at him, and he said, "Oh, just one minute, then I'll I'll have word with my boss." So I went yeah. into the back for a minute, and then come out again, and then he said, "Oh, we can swap them over here." I says, "Oh yeah, that's fine, that's all right." So he, he got another copy of the shelf, and uh, he got the deck of cards, which are obviously all sealed and everything. Yeah. And then uh, the the deck that I, I'd actually separated out was something called the tax cards, and there's about twenty in there. But obviously they're packaged yeah. with all the others, so yeah. there's like two big stacks that are sort of wrap, all wrapped up. Yeah. Um, so he's, he he kind of said, "Oh, this this deck that's in here is a lot bigger than the one that you've that you've got." And I says, "Yeah, there's the you know there's more." There's more cards, there's cards out of other decks in there as well. So Ian did that. <laughs> we took oh, out boy. like the tax cards and put them into my copy of the game, which is, which is fine. Yeah. So, but I thought, oh no, but I've got to check this because if I get back to the, get back home and you know if part of the deck's been split, if it's not like exactly in the pack in the, yeah. uh, you know, I could have I could have cards missing or I could have some, yeah, you know, in another part of it. So I got I got back into the car and I sort of. Um, before I set off, I, I checked them all and just made sure they're all there. And yeah, luckily they were. So yeah, I, I didn't. It, it didn't ask me for a receipt or anything or proof of purchase. They just swapped them over. So maybe that was a, a faux pas on his part. But yeah, it was it's unusual. A bit odd, so. That doesn't then that just give them another marked copy of the game, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and somewhat opened as well. That it seems a bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure what they do with the copy. I presume they return it back to the supplier. Which I don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know I mean, what the difference is of swapping just... the cards over. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I thought just thought it was unusual. They just took out those like specific cards, swapped them over, and yeah, then left everything as it was. So 
uh, a bit uh, weird. But uh, yeah, I'm happy with it now. Anyway, it's all. I guess all in there. he realised. Well, maybe he realised that they were going to have a faulty copy one way or another, and you'd clearly been home and at least to some whatever extent undone some of your copy. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't know the full extent, but he'd clearly taken some cards out. So he obviously maybe he thought it wasn't worth something for a whole new one because mm. they would get back an open one anyway so you might as well open one they'd got there yeah and they might as well just have that opened yeah. one there already rather than and have a yeah but maybe it, I don't know that might be very forward thinking I'm not sure <laughs> it, saved, it saved me a couple of weeks of waiting anyway because usually yeah. if you send off for a piece you know it takes a few weeks to get to get back okay. to you if you've got a missing piece or a broken piece or something oh, well, that was good and that yeah, so that's sorted. But then uh, the other thing that I had as well was um, I was in Barnsley and having a little around the charity shops there and I saw a copy of Exit. Um, okay. Which one was it? Sinister Mansion, I think it was. Okay. So this was on the on the shelf on one of the uh, on one of the charity shops and it was like £1.50 or something. Okay. So I thought, oh, the, the Exit ones usually are the ones that you destroy when you play it. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's, that's weird. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I opened the box and I had a quick look inside it. It wasn't sealed or anything. And there were some loose cards in there, and it looked like the instructions were there. You usually get a code wheel. I could see a code yeah. wheel in there. So I thought, oh, well, for you know, £4.50, I'll take a chance on it, and I'll see what it's yeah. like. If it's if it's no good, if it's missing a couple of cards or something, I'll just recycle it or whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. So I took, took it to the counter, and then the, the lady behind the counter said, uh, uh, took, took the box off me and said, oh, I'd like to check that everything's there. And she kind of opened it like over the counter, like a book, kind of like opened it sideways. Yeah. And like everything just dropped out and cards went everywhere. <laughs> no. So there were cards like on the floor and on the counter. And so I, I thought, oh no, if, even if it was complete before, it's not going to be now. There's bound to be one, knowing my look, that's kind of slipped under the counter or disappeared somewhere. <laughs> so she, we, we kind of scooped them all up and put them all in the back, back in the box. And she said, oh, I didn't realise. I thought it was a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> So she was opening it to make sure the disc was there, but obviously it's a it's a game with cards in it instead. So yeah, I, I, I bought that and I got it home and I checked that and surprisingly, uh, yeah, everything seemed to be there. So okay, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm not quite sure how it's actually got in the charity shop either. Somebody's well, been really careful with it, or or just not used it at all, possibly. Yeah, I opened it, got all the cards out, started playing it, and then thought, no, it's not for me. This, and then just <laughs> put it all back again. Maybe so, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, so uh, I, I was dead surprised at that that it was you know, even there and like fully complete and everything. So if that been dropped over the dropped over the till area, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been chucked. All the cards were everywhere, <laughs> all in the wrong in the wrong order, and they were, they were like down the down the front of the counter, around the counter, they were all over. So yeah, I, I was dead surprised that look. Luckily, in the uh, instructions, it's got like um, it's got a card list. It's got like okay, a number, yeah. a card count, so you can count how many cards are in there. So yeah, it all looks yeah, all right. It, even the um, you get like a little punch out, like a like a punch out thing to punch one, uh, to do one of the puzzles, and that's okay. complete as well. It's never been pun- never been punched out. So, okay. yeah, very strange. Yeah, so that's that's my stories of uh, game buying this week. Okay. <laughs> what yes. have you been up to? Have you been up to anything? Um, I've been up to anything. I've not really been buying any games. Just the normal things, really. Um, I think the last game I bought was for a birthday present, which went down well. All right, so, yeah, it was good. Actually, it was one of the Spurless Yaros nominees. In fact, this year it's um, Next Station London. Uh, I'm, I'm always a bit worried about buying games for people because you never know if if it's kind of game they're going to like or. Yeah, um, this I was buying. Yeah, I was buying this one for the, the, the little boy mm. I uh, PA. Um, it's one of my jobs. He just turned ten. 
um, but he's very into his um, transport and buses and trains and tram and underground things and stuff. So this is about drawing, you know, right. underground lines for the underground drawing, you know, yeah. sort of a roll and write drawing lines. So I thought, oh yes, I'd like this one, and it, he really liked it. Mm. It's gone down the lights, paid it. Oh, loads. brilliant! Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, it's pretty very popular. Got that at the treehouse. Yeah, I, yeah, they have a little uh, a little store, don't they? With a few games in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought a couple of bits from them yeah. before. So. So I'll talk more about that when we talk about Spurdus Yaros later on. Yeah, I look forward to it. Right, okay, so shall we go on to the uh, the games that we played recently? Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we uh, <clears throat> I played at a club, a game called Mysterium Park. Uh, so originally, this was uh, a Polish game published in, uh, uh, in Poland a few years ago. And you couldn't actually get it here anywhere, and a few of the club members imported it. Uh, so I played like the original version a few times and, and really enjoyed it. With an unpronounced. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Yeah, name. that's the one. <laughs> Something. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, but it was like really popular, and it's quite hot for a couple of uh, a couple of years, and it wasn't available anywhere. It wasn't available in English, so we, we uh, a couple of people imported yeah. it and we played their copies and like really enjoyed it. Uh, and then it was released in yeah. English in uh, as, as Mysterium. Uh, it's a really nice production yeah. with like a book where you uh, where the ghost kind of puts in his cards and like a, uh, all new artwork and all new um, box and everything. So that was really nice. Yeah, I've played the Eng- I've I've played the English version. So Mysterium Park, it's uh, it, it's the same kind of idea. It's the same kind of game really. But I don't know if you've seen the, those um, pandemic games and the Ticket to Ride ones. You know the ones that are cut down like um, like the little ones. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. Yeah, I've seen the box in Mysterium Park, and it is a lot smaller. Yeah, the bo- the box yeah. is a lot smaller, and um, there's a little little bit less to it, but it's still the same the same kind of game. So the the idea is it was a cooperative game. You're uh, trying to find out who who this murderer is. Uh, one player is going to be a ghost, uh, and they're going to be giving clues to the to the rest of the players. I'll go through the details first. So it was released in 2020. Designer is Alexander Nev- Nevsky and Oleg Sidorenko. <laughs> okay. and it takes up to six players and it takes between 30 and 45 minutes um, so you, uh, you, you one player plays the ghost and you will kind of uh, have these uh, cards uh, like Dixit cards that have got like artwork on them uh, a bit abstract and a bit uh, colourful things like that and there's a grid of cards in front of you a 3x3 three three grid which uh, everybody can see and these are the, the suspects uh, who, who commit, commit the murder uh, and each suspect card has like different things on it. So the the suspect will have a profession. So they're all they're all circus based. So it might be a ring uh, a ringmaster, or it might be a fire eater, or an escapologist, or things like that, a clown. And then surrounding the portrait of the person is like loads of different uh, items um, related to the uh, related to the circus. And then you uh, the ghost has to kind of put cards down to give or give cards to the uh, the players. Who are trying to guess which one of theirs is the is the suspect? So the the ghost has like a card in front of him that sh- that points a particular coloured. Uh, so if I'm a yellow player, there'll be a dot on the card that shows me which suspect it is. So the ghost knows who it is, but obviously the players don't. And you're trying to point him to those uh, to those suspects. So you'll you'll get a card or two or three depending on what the ghost gives you. You'll try and match that up to your particular suspect. Look over the board, try and decide which one it is. Uh, discuss with the other players as well to find out uh, their opinions. So that's quite useful sometimes. And then make a guess. 
So if you're correct, you go to the next phase where you guess the location. They, they put out some location cards. If you're incorrect, you stay on the um, uh, on the uh, person phase and you try and guess another person. So you'll get some more counts, cards on the next round. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's kind of uh, a, a little bit Dixit like, and it's not really um, it's not really logical. So like for example, if there's a sword on one of the um, portrait cards. Yeah. The, the cards in the ghost's hands you know there probably won't be a sword on there anyway you have no. to kind of go on the, the the vibe of the card or the feeling of it or what you're trying to express with this particular you know what's the person in the card doing yeah, um, yeah. to try and match it up and point point your uh, point your players in the right direction so I, I think for the ghost it's quite stressful it's quite uh, <laughs> quite difficult because obviously mm. you are only limited to the cards that you've drawn off the top of the deck and sometimes there's no relation at all to the cards that are yes the I have played as the, <laughs> I have played as the ghost at Mysterium once yeah. I think and it was uh, yeah. quite tricky trying to work out something. sometimes it was not too bad you got yeah. to work yeah. quite well and other times you just really didn't <laughs> like I uh, help. <laughs> yeah. So you, you yeah. In those, you have to go with colours or something. Or in, the, in those cases, you can give you can give the players a card, but uh, it'll just throw them off. It'll just point them in the wrong yeah, direction completely. Uh, but you yeah. can hear what the players are discussing. You're not allowed to talk to the players, but you're allowed yeah. to hear what they're discussing and what they're talking about. So mm-hmm. you can use that in your next selection. If the you know if the person guesses wrong, you can you can use that going forward. So. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's quite a good game. I quite enjoy. I, I quite enjoy playing it. But uh, I think it is pr- pretty group specific. Uh, I think uh, you know some people won't like the vagueness of it and the kind of yeah. um, the you know the um, the way that it's not really logical. It's more based on you know that what the what the art looks like and how it kind of overall you know feels based on mm. what you're trying to the message that you're trying to put across. Yeah. So I, th- I think for some groups it'll probably fall flat and it won't be it won't be ideal, but for 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 me I yeah. quite enjoyed it. It's not something I want to play all the time, yeah. but uh, I enjoyed that one play of it and I'd like to play it again. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was Mysterium Park. It's, oh, it comes in this very small box as you mentioned as well. It's like uh, yeah. the the normal Mysterium. It's like a ticket to ride size box. This was quite portable. It's quite a small box, uh, yeah. but but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was it was all right. Uh, I'm playing it again, but like I say, I think it's pretty. Yeah, not not for everybody, I don't think. Uh, so, what you've been playing? What have you? Uh... I have been playing a little push your luck game, pirate themed push your luck game called Dead Man's Draw, mm. which I first came across actually as a Steam game. All um, right. So, played off and quite liked it. Um, That's unusual. Then, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Steam the Steam game probably came after the board game. All right, yeah. Uh, maybe actually, I'm not sure. Am I not done? Can't remember. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, but I then saw somebody was selling it on Facebook, so I, I grabbed it. And it was a Kickstarter edition as well, so I got a, a special fancy edition of it. Ah, okay, um, yeah. Which is quite nice with mm. a few extra little expansion bits and things. And actually, came with player maps as well, but you don't really need those. So it's a two to four player game. Um, plays in about fifteen minutes. But it's a it's push your luck game. So on your on your turn, you'll, you'll draw the top card from the deck. Mm. Um, each card has a suit and a number and there's like, ten different suits the, the numbers will go from from two to seven but all the two start their score pile so they're between three and seven mm. the idea is you're trying to collect the most points at the end of the game but only your highest card in each suit counts but so but then each suit has a particular ability so one suit might allow you to discard the top card of an, an opponent's suit or it might be safe um, might stop you losing cards when you bust mm. or it might it might copy another effect or 
yeah, they're quite interactive. It might allow you to steal a card from an opponent's thing and put that into your line and then use that ability. Mm. Um, things like that. And so you turn one over, use that ability, and then you can keep going as long as you want. But if you ever get two suits the same, you bust and you lose all those cards. All uh, right, yeah. Unless you've got it's the anchor, which is the safe one, and allow you to keep some of them. Mm. Um, and then it's the next player's turn, so you just repeat until the deck runs out. I, I, it's sort of it's really quite nice because, as I said, a lot of the powers are quite interactive. So the sort of stealing from opponents is one where you drag your own, put one of your own top cards into the row. So there's quite a good combination. There. I can do that one to do this one, which lets me grab that card, which allows me to do this, and that kind of a thing. There's a bit of that going in. The the card up sort of actions allow for quite a bit of scope as to how you actually use them. A lot of the time, some of the lights you grab things from the discard pile as well, or get extra cards from the discard pile. That kind, that kind of a thing. So and the art's really nice as well. Sort of full, you know. It's just such if you get the the suit. What the suits do is actually on the sort of the player aid card. The, the cards are just the, the numbers and the, a nice big picture of the suit in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. The suitability is simple enough that, that actually works all right without being a you know constantly going what does that suit do again yeah yeah pretty straightforward and then additionally you get a sort of like a special power at the start of the game as well you choose one from two um individual player power kind of thing will give you a little bonus sort of thing around one of the suits Mm. so it might be that rather than just taking the top card with the with the cannon card which is the one that does that you actually remove the whole stack instead um or you can take extra cards or the you know Mm. whatever and while most of the suits, are, 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 you know, have good effects, there is the Kraken, which uh, is a bad effect, which means you have to draw the, you have to draw the next two cards in the deck. Um, so that can be that can make you more likely to bust. Mm. Um, then on the other side of that, there's the Oracle, which allows you to see what the next card is, so you can decide whether you want to draw it or not. Things like that. So yeah, that, that can work quite nicely. And then uh, my version comes with. A few extra sort of global game-changing cards. So, for example, one of them changes it so that the cards bust on number instead of suit. Mm. Uh, another one means you score all the cards you collected rather than just the the highest one. Um, things like that, which right. you can throw in if you want to. Did Did you say you've got the player mats as well? Yeah, it came with some player mats. Just sort of, you just put the different suits on them. They're not really that necessary. Yeah, I'm just having a look at some pictures now. Yeah, these must be the same, the same one. Yeah, like yeah, it's got like places to put all your yeah, it's just be a couple of different art styles as well, actually. I've got the more sort of parchmenty coloured one, rather than the oh, right. yeah. blue one. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah. you said it only takes like 15 minutes to play? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Oh, it's, it's like an it's ideal filler for like at the end yeah, of the Yeah, it's kind of a little filler game. And again, the boxes are sort of pretty small as well. Yeah. The decks of cards type size. Um, it does take up a bit of table space because obviously you've got all the different suits you're spreading out to yeah. keep track of. You know, the fact that every card you turn over is probably going to do something is, is quite nice. Yeah. Because uh, it keeps that sort of interactivity going and stops it, stops it feeling stale. You know, sometimes it won't do anything because it's like the first card you turn over, it's like, well, okay, that's, that's nothing to do anything with that card. I can't. It's good that there's a player aid as well that tells you all the different things do. That's Yeah, all right. and all the different powers and things. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Quite, quite a bit of ability with the extra the player powers and the extra sort of global mm. game changing bits as well. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's a nice little filler that I picked up. So the 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 mats are they like separate or are they like 
they don't fit in the box. Are they? they're, no, they're, like, they're much bigger than the box. So they don't fit in. No, they're, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they're, 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 they're sort of. The uh, neoprene type ones. Yeah, neoprene mats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They roll up, so they just go separate. But, so when, when I've brought it along, I've not bothered bringing the mats. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you could just play the cards in front of you. Yeah, I've got the cards sleeved, so. Yeah, yeah. It's not really that necessary. Oh, cool. And it's on, I, I might uh, have a look on Steam for that. <laughs> yeah, it's not very much. I mean, it's a little bit, I think, a slightly different. You're sort of playing against, well, I've been playing just against an AI with various different missions which sort of have different rule sets and things. Yeah. Uh, a bit, so it's slightly. slightly oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The core, right. the core gameplay is the same, but the. I, don't, I can't remember if it's got more spell or not now. Yeah, like like a solo mode with different like objectives to do and things. Yeah, different, different areas that have slightly yeah. different rules, but. Um, right. Yeah. Worth looking into though, if you want to give it a, give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Look. It might have more spell, I can't remember. Right, cool. Okay, so uh, next one for me is a, a, a bit of a bigger game. This is a Tapestry. So we uh, this is another kind of civilization style game. Yeah, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I would say civilization themed more than, <laughs> yeah. more than actually what you're doing. But uh, yeah, uh, by James Stegmaier, takes between 19 and 120 minutes. Um, I think with two players, I think it does to play account. I think with two players, you can probably do it in an hour. With yeah. four or five players, it's going to take. Yeah, it's going to take longer. Yes, I have played it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. It's um, it's a civilization themed game where you get uh, there's a big board in the center of the center of the table, and within that there's like a hexes where you can put islands down and do exploring and fighting and things. Yeah. And then along the borders, the four borders, there are four tracks that you can go up. Yeah. Uh, each player will get a civilization, which will give them like a special power. Uh, and you've also got um, like a home, a home kind of island mat as well, where you can put your put your buildings on. Uh, so the goal of the game is uh, points. Basically, there's a points track around the side, and uh, whoever has the most points is the winner. But you get points by doing various different things. Some of your civilization powers will give you points. You get points for kind of going out and exploring and playing uh, various types of cards. You get points for uh, events that happen throughout the game. But um, on your turn, basically, you're just doing one of a couple of things. But the main thing you're going to be doing is uh, going up on one of the tracks. So around the edge, there's uh, uh, some tracks where you can move up, and you have to make a payment to, to do that. So you've got uh, four re- four resources on your board, uh, and each track will take sort of different amounts of resources to go up. So you might pay a food, for example, to go up on the uh, on the science track, and uh, that'll give you a bonus. So it might give you another resource, or it might give you an ability to roll a dice or or do something else. The exploration track lets you put out your hexes onto the board. Uh, and that'll give you resources yep. and points. You uh, have a military track where you can conquer adjacent hexes, so you can kind of spread out yep. on the board and get points that way. Uh, there's a science track which I mentioned, which lets you go up on the other tracks. So you have a dice which you can roll, and it kind of lets you go up on the other tracks for free. And then the final one is <laughs> what's the last one? I can't remember. There's another one. Yeah, there's another one as well. You can go military science exploration and. I'm, I'm trying to find a picture of the board now so I can remind myself of which one it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's another one anyway that'll uh, that'll uh, do different things as well. So it kind of it kind of escalates as you go on. So when you start off playing the game, you'll you know everything will be really expensive. It'll cost you a resource to do to do one thing, and then you you know you'll not get much out of it. But then 
uh, as you get more and more further up these tracks, the rewards get better and better. So yeah, you get more more resources, which let you do more actions and more different things on the other tracks. And then they'll up, you know, greater on certain things. Oh, technology was yeah. the other one. Technology. Yeah, I've just found that's it. It's technology. just come to me. <laughs> yeah, I've just found out. Um, technology cards that you can buy as well that you can uh, that'll give you special abilities and rewards and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that part of it. There's the board and going up on the tracks. You've also got like a personal player board as well, which is divided up into squares, and you can put buildings on there. So uh, you can put individual buildings from your board onto there, which will cover up a space. Or the, there are um, certain big buildings that you can get from the tracks as well, which will cover up. Uh, uh, quite a few spaces, so it might be four or five yeah. squares, or even more, perhaps, if you depend on the building yeah. that you get. And of course, because it's stone mire, they have ridiculous production quality as well. The buildings are really nice. Yeah, yeah, they're really like nice, pre painted. Yeah, um, plastic kind of buildings that you that you put out completely, completely unnecessary. Could be a tile or something, but yeah, look really, <laughs> really yeah. nice. One of the nicest parts. So the, the the other thing that you can do is once you've run out of um, run out of resources, at some point you're going to uh, run out of resources and you, you you know you can't do anything else to move up these tracks because you you've you've run out. So the other thing that you can do is move on to the next stage, sort of advanced civilization. So there's a yeah. few steps to this. You uh, uh, play a tapestry card, what they call a tapestry card, and and that's um, some of the rewards that you get from some of the tracks. You can collect these tapestry cards and they'll give you a, yeah. a bonus or an upgrade for the next round that you play in. And then you basically reset your board so you get a load of resources back again uh, and then you're ready for a, a, another another sort of round of play then. But the thing is, not everybody's going to go uh, and do your uh, reset at, at the same time and go into their next civilization age at the same time. So I might have done that on my board, but if Samuel's playing, you might have uh, another couple of resources that you can spend to go up on another yeah. track and then on the turn after that you'll go up on your... And your civilization, so it doesn't always uh, work out that you always do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you'll get a whole load of resources, and then you've got those to spend on going up the tracks. And the tracks get more and more expensive as you as you go along. But you'll yeah. co- you'll be collecting and comboing more and more resources, so you'll be getting more when you do when you do things on other tracks. So it's kind of like a balancing game, really. Do you want to go upon one particular track first and concentrate on one or two things, or do you want to go into a bit of everything? Do you want to explore and try and take over the territories of other people? You get points that way. You can um, uh, go for the centre of the board to control that. That'll give you a few points. Um, concentrating on your technologies gives you like special abilities and things that you can do. So it's really streamlined. It's really like quick and uh, quick and easy to play. Uh, there are a lot of icons to learn, and there's a lot going on the first time you play it. Um, I think the first time you play, it's just going to be kind of a learning game to, of sort of how it yeah. works and where you know where everything, how how it all sort of interconnects together. Because all, all of these yeah. tracks, they kind of all work together. So if you do something on one thing, it'll affect something somewhere else, and then oh, you can do this now, and that'll get you an extra resource, which in effect is an extra action that you can do. So they all kind of combo off each other, and there's like various strategies to to uh, to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, of course, your civilization board will, will lead you down a certain path as well. So, some civilizations yeah. will be better at certain things than other ones. So, that'll give you a, uh, something to work towards and work on as well. So, I played this a few times. I uh, played it at the club uh, four player. I think we played it four player, and it just about fit on one of the tables. <laughs> okay. It's quite a, quite a big quite a big game because yeah, you've got all the player is. boards and all the cards and everything. So, it's quite quite big as as most civilization games tend to be. Uh, but I've also played it a couple of times with Tracy as well at two-player, and it's quite a good two-player game. Uh, it's a lot quicker at two-player. It goes backwards and forwards a lot quicker, so I'll take my turn, do a couple of things, then you'll go, take your turn, yeah. do a couple of bits. 
And like I say, yeah. we can probably play a two-player play game in under an hour, and uh, it's quite satisfying. Um, downsides are it's not really, it's not really, it doesn't really feel like a civilization type game. It's it's kind of got that theme and it's got a sheen of that, but it doesn't really. When you look into it, like the the technologies, for example, you can invent time travel and like more advanced stuff. But you've got stuff in there like the wheel and uh, you know pottery and things like that, and it, yeah. it it kind of it doesn't really flow together very well. You haven't really got that tree as such. Um, maybe it might be a bit too long at five players. I think if you play at five players, it's going to yeah, take probably be a bit mad. Take too long. Um, probably three or four players is probably the sweet spot for. The, the most of it but other than that it's it's a fairly quick kind of streamlined civilization type game so loads of expansions out for it as well now i've just picked up the uh, the new one that comes in like an envelope um, yeah, right. it, it yeah they kind of cutting down on packaging so it, it, you just get an envelope but you get uh, some new civilization boards in there a couple of extra cards uh, a few land uh, uh, a few new land sort of boards to to play with these expansions that add on extra things, extra boards, extra buildings, uh, yeah. arts and architecture, all sorts of stuff. So I, I've only played the base game so far. Like I said, I've picked up the expansions, but I haven't even played with them yet. So okay. there's, there's quite a lot and quite a pl- lot of play in the uh, in the base game, especially if you want to play out, uh, play with like the, all the different civilizations and sort of, you know, yeah. there's, there's probably about 10, I think, or 12 in the base game. So there's plenty to go at, mm-hmm. plenty of choice in there, plenty of things to... Uh, to play before you exploring, start exploring the uh, the expansions. Mm. But yeah, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's uh, it's good. Like I say, it's uh, it's all right two player, and it's a uh, 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 yeah, quite a good. Uh, good uh, civilization sort of building up game. So that's tapestry. Yes, I've, yeah, I've played it a couple of times, but it was it was before the pandemic. I think mm. didn't quite win me over somehow. Mm. I think partly because I didn't. I'd still getting to grip grips with it. I think perhaps a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. For example, it took me quite a while to get into scythe properly. Yeah, um, it took me quite a few places to sort of properly get grips grip, grip to that one. So it might be mm. similar. Uh, it might be nice, perhaps, to play it again. Mm. Um, I can remember thinking that the sort of placing buildings on your little extra board seemed all a bit haphazard and random. Yeah, <laughs> seemed to make much of a much of anything. It sort of seemed like they needed, you know, sort of well, we need to put these somewhere when you've got. Them. Yeah, yeah. On a, on a map, seemed a little bit. Yeah, you, you could argue I think that. That seemed a little bit odd. Yeah, you could argue that it's like maybe one too many little things in there that could have been streamlined a little bit more. Like yeah. you said, placing of the buildings, it was not really necessary. It earns you a couple of points and could, can give you a couple of resources. That yeah, that could basically yeah, have been cut out, I think, probably, and you'd probably end up with the same game, but yeah. Yeah, that, that felt a little bit weak, I think. But um, I, I think I like the idea of the tracks. That was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I liked that. I, can't, I said it was quite a while ago, so yeah. There's a, there's might a few. Be, might, might be nice to play it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To revisit it. Yeah, especially with the expansions, because some of the um, yeah, so, some of the boards that you yeah. get for your city are, are do different things. So I think yeah. in the base game, you just get like a square nine by nine grid, and you put your buildings on there, and yeah. they're pretty much all the same. But I think the new ones they do slightly different things and the different okay. shapes and things, so it gives you a bit more. Okay. Like I say, it does expand yeah. on that a little bit and gives you different. Uh, Different yeah. options, so it might be nice to go back to having played other mm. games in between times and sort of see, yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of further down the road of having played games, see what yeah. I find it now. Mm. Yep, so uh, so that's what I've been playing. Yeah, anything else? Okay, and then the other thing I've been playing um, was something I kick started, um, which, well, if you've seen the sort of the, the not like a trend, but the I know, 
be various things about people saying, oh, I've played Carcassonne in Carcassonne, or I've played mm. Le Havre in Le Havre, whatever, or something yeah. like that. And you're sort of wanting to get onto that really easily. And this is the game for you, because this game is just called Earth. So it's really very straightforward to play yeah, that. So I guess it counts, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. It's not like um, Terraforming Mars, it, it's an easy one to no. do, isn't it? Yeah. It is Earth, there you go. Yeah. If you've played it, you've, you've done that. So if you want to say you've done that, that's quite straightforward. Um, but anyway, uh, so the game itself is an engine and tableau builder which are sort of my, my favourite kind of games, really. Mm. Like the idea of building, building something up and getting the right things that fit in, it's always, always fun, it's very satisfying. Mm. When you get a nice car, oh, yes, that works really well. Mm. So this is one I uh, kick-started, actually, um, last year, and it arrived about a year after I kick-started it, so it wasn't, wasn't too bad, given the complexity of it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was delivered quite quickly. Um, it's by Inside Up Games, um, Conor McGooey and oh, I can't remember the name of Maxime Tardif I think was the designer mm-hmm. so yeah so it's a it's sort of telemoder in, in the vein of sort of Terraform Mars Wingspan those sorts of things up mm. over I guess um, but it's sort of you can sort of think of it a little bit of sort of Terraform Mars in half the time kind of a thing mm. um, it's one of its sort of good points is it is actually quite quick um, and there's there's basically no downtime so on, on your turn you're choosing one of four actions mm. um, which is sort of adding a couple of cards to your tableau which should be a 4x4 four four grid of 16 cards by the end hopefully um, or getting, so that's one action basically, adding cards and getting so, which is the resource used to play cards and doing one or two other bits um, or you can third action is getting sort of sprouts which you get points from as another way of getting points and then mm. the last action is growing because you can um, is growth because you can grow trees and things on the earth also for points it's a game where you get points for absolutely everything yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll choose one of those four actions um, you'll get to do one thing sort of a better sort of a better, um, and then everybody else will get to do sort of a lesser version of that Mm. Um, so if it's say the sprouts action you'll get to get six sprouts and two soil everybody else can choose two sprouts or two soil mm. um, and then it's not only that you then get to also activate in your tableau any cards that have a matching colour ability um, most of those are the three of the four um, actions have got most of those the placing cards green action has far fewer mm. um, but generally so you have quite a few. You do have to activate them in um, in order from left to right, top to bottom in your tableau. So card placement is quite important as well. Yeah. Um, I'm explaining this out of order. So yeah, you'll be somebody will take an action. You'll if you start your turn, you get to do something with that action, and then you'll get to activate all of your cards that have the same colour thing. So you'll be doing stuff on every turn, um, and everybody will be doing that simultaneously. So like I said, there's basically no downtime really. Mm. Um, which is quite nice. You're always involved. You're always doing things. You know, you're you're running your engine a lot more often, which is quite nice. So yeah, yeah. It, it gets going a lot quicker, and so therefore the game is much shorter. Yeah, because of that. Um, but you know that works really nicely. Um, it does make the game a bit more multiplayer solitaire. There's 
there's some interaction because you know the central boards where you can sort of race to complete certain goals mm. by animal cards at first to have this many cards in the tablet I will complete with number of throws or do a number of those that can come out um, and things like that and there's you know so there's a bit of that and obviously you're all drawing from the same deck so there's you might end up with a card somebody else wanted or mm. um, but there's not a so there's yeah so there's not a huge amount of interaction so that might you know put some people off mm. um, but as I said, yes, you're, you're playing cards, creating this tableau, activating when we do things, putting different bits on, scoring points and absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't really... <laughs> I've not sort of explained it in great detail there, but it's really nice. I mean, the cards have got all sorts of different icons and tags and things on, a bit like Terravoid Mars that will use in different ways, some, some things that give you discounts, mm. and, you know, various different types of tag and all that sort of stuff. Um, and all manner of ways to go about building an engine all kinds of everything depending on what starting cards come out because you'll get a set of some starting things to choose from at the start of the game as well you know three different things where you can choose one from four essentially from two double some sets of double sided cards mm. so you'll have the game boasts thousands and thousands of different starting combinations yeah, yeah. so you never play the same game twice really and I've, I've played it about five times and it is, you know it's been quite different each time mm. so um but yes, I, I would highly recommend that one if you like your engine engine builders, tablet builders. But was something a bit shorter than terraforming Mars. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen a, rev, a few reviews online, and there's a lot of people talking about this at the moment. It's um, it's one of the yeah, sort of big new games. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, I played it with you as well on Tuesday for the first time, yeah. and I, I really enjoyed it. And I can see why people like really like this game. Um, when I've played this kind of games with this kind of mechanic before, where you um, uh, you get something on somebody else's turn. It, they're usually quite light games or quite quick games where you just yeah. get like one resource or something. But in this yeah, one, you get some resources, thing. but you get to deactivate all your cards of that color as well. So you get yeah, you can get loads of stuff towards the end of it. Uh, well, even halfway yeah. through, you're work, working towards getting more and more stuff. So that that is like a big difference, isn't it, of how it works yeah. compared to other kind of games like this? Yeah, and it's and the, the in the fact that it's not so you know it says. I mean, it's the BGG list at sort of 45 to 90 minutes playing time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I played Terraform Mars, sort of just base game four player on Sunday session, and that must have taken at least three hours. So, whereas when we, when we played Earth on Tuesday, that took more like two hours or so. Yeah. Because I was having to do a teach as well. We, we Yeah, we had a teach, teach and we had a few new players as well, didn't we? So yeah. that, that took up a little bit of time. So much of a teach, wasn't, there wasn't so much of a teach Terraform Mars, but. Yeah. You know, once you know what you're doing, a two-player game could could easily. Oh yeah. You know, if you know what you're doing, you can probably do a two-player game in half an hour. Um, that kind, of, you know, it's actually, but still have that depth and complexity of a of something, you know, quite a bit heavier. Yeah, yeah. I thought the graphic design and the icons on it were really good. Um, yeah. Each player gets like a player board with all the icons listed at the bottom, and it tells you exactly what they do and how it all yeah, works. That's quite useful. And all the cards are like dead obvious as to what you know how they work and what they all do. Yeah, because they are quite icon heavy. There are quite a lot of icons on them, but it's yeah. still you know quite clear where everything is, where, where everything does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once once you've seen that and you kind of looked at a couple of cards, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of odd ones which which were slightly different, but yeah, most of the time a bit more complex. Yeah, but... most of the time it's all yeah. it's all there in front of you. Yeah, which I quite liked. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 
that, that was uh, Earth. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this one a bit more. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really good game. Like yeah, it. I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed playing it and uh, got some very nice box art as well with lovely pictures. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's actually photorealistic or if it's uh, or if they are actually photos, but the the artwork on there is really nice as well. They're all yeah, all the flora and the fauna and the the box and everything all looks beautiful. It all looks really good. Yeah. It's not like tapestry where it's a bit up and down. You know, some of the some of the mm. yeah, some of the artwork is a bit questionable. Maybe <laughs> doesn't all quite fit together. But this one does. It all it all looks brilliant. It all looks really yeah. nice. And, and like you say, that satisfaction of building up your engine and getting like a you yeah. know, I think Daniel was working on soil, wasn't he? He was getting loads of soil and yeah, um, he had a big soil engine. I had a lot of things going. Yeah, and um, it's like a different thing going. Uh, Adam had the big sequoia tree where it was kind of growing, yeah. growing the you, things up quite tall. Slightly differently, you're doing a lot of, I think, blue. Apple. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll not we'll, we'll not talk about my engine. <laughs> kind of split and died <laughs> anyway. about halfway through, but uh, that, yeah. that's what, uh, even though I, I, I'd be interested to play it again, just to yeah, see if we can improve on that and uh, yeah, go, yeah, get better at working next time. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like I said, there's a lot of replayability mm. there because it's. There's so many different cards and things. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they work together as well. Yeah, some of the stuff. Yeah, one of these big decks of cards where they're all basically different. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a good one. Yeah. Right. So shall we? Uh, shall we move on to uh, yeah. question of the Let's week then? Yeah. So then. The um, uh, the new nominees have been announced. Uh, so it's yeah. that time of year when the the game of the year, German game of the years, are, are announced. Yeah. So. There, there are a couple in there that I've played. There's a couple of that I've never heard of, as is usually the case. These, yeah. these are based on the German releases, aren't they? So there's always some in there that you know you never even heard of. I don't think even have been even released in English yet. But there's a couple of a uh, couple of new ones in there. But this time there are actually a couple of that I've, that I've played. One, one that I'm interested in playing is a game called Dorf Romantic. Yeah. This is like a tiling game, I think, and it's based on a, a video game of the same name. Yeah. I think this is the favourite to win the spiel this year. Oh, is it? Yeah. Red. Might be. Don't know. One, a couple of the comments I saw said that, so... Oh, uh, right. It's, it's, it's right in that wheelhouse, isn't it? But we'll never know. We it's know. that kind of yeah. light sort of family game that they, they, yeah. they really like and they've picked for the last few years. So, yeah, that might be a good yeah. one. But it looks quite cool. Um, Acropolis. That was big at the um, at the show that I went to earlier on this year. There was a, a big yeah, stall there, and a lot that was that selling out quite well. That got re- that got recommended. Yeah. As well. Um, that's a really good. Uh, nice. Another another tile line game. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of building up your board and trying to put tiles on top of each other to score them. A cross between I King mean, Domino and Carcassonne kind of thing. I mean, it's it's very nice. I think uh, the only thing that sort of stopped me buying that one is because I've got sort of other games quite like it, so it doesn't. Really yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't really need another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite nice. It's it's sort of similar enough to particularly King Domino. That I don't really. Yeah, yeah, it's got that kind of vibe. Out enough. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't quite. Uh, and then the other one that I've played is a game called Iki. Uh, so me and Tom played this, I think. Uh, yeah, a few I mean, it originally ago. came out quite a few years ago. Iki. Yeah, so I was just, only just been only just been released in Germany, which is one of the criteria for being on the Spieldersjahres list. I, I think it was re- redone, um, so it was released yeah. a few years ago, but then it was repackaged 20, 20, and redone yeah. with the new artwork and everything, and re-released. It was 2015 originally. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this is a game where it's kind of like um, it's like a path in the middle, a circular path, and you move your guys along that, and you can stop at certain shops and things and do actions to get points. Um, it's a lot heavier than the usually. Uh, the usually pick, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, that was up for the Kenner spiel. Yeah, yeah. Than the, just the normal one. I've played uh, Next Station London, obviously, the one I brought for my the guy, the little mm. PA and four. I've played that a few times. It's quite a nice game, actually. It's, uh, it's blue orange. You're turning over a car oh, yeah. and you sort of drag a line to connect to that shape of station. Yeah. On you know on your on your map. I mean, the, the map is the same every time. Actually, that doesn't doesn't matter too much because you you, sort of, oh, right. you end up with four lines, one each in a different colour. Yeah. Um, so it's like four rounds essentially. Um, but depending on sort of what you know what stages come out in what order. Mm. You know the games I've played have varied quite widely, and there's a couple of extra bits you can add in that give you know a power to each pencil and give you a couple of sort of extra guards oh, to right. aim for yeah. as well. But it's got a lovely, it's got a really good level of sort of strategy and things because you're thinking, shall I get to that one? Can I, can I sort of join there? Because you, you get, you also get points for sort of having lines, you know, interchanges, which is where two or more lines mm. go to the same station, and then there's sort of five special places to go that get you extra points if you keep going to those ones, mm. tourist destinations, um, and you get extra points if you keep crossing the Thames. So um, there's you know a decent amount to think about in terms of um, you know, where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. You've always got sort of just enough options um, to sort of can I ooh, do I go to that one do I go to this one well, this time I've got to go there that's a bit annoying mm-hmm. um, you know okay you know there's once per round you'll sort of generally branch off so you can because normally you're just going from one end or the other yeah um, but there's a, a car that actually doesn't allow you to branch off um, somewhere which can be quite useful because you've extra options um, so that can you know come into play quite a bit mm-hmm. and, you know, as I said it's quite a, quite a varied amount of Roots at the end of the, the different games we've played, so right. If you, if you like Roland Whites, that's definitely recommended. Nice, nice, bright, bright coloured artwork as well. It's really, uh, that's good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's by Matthew Dunstan. I think he's done a few games yeah. recently. They've been quite good. The Village Rails one. I think we played that a couple of times. That's quite good. Yeah, I've seen that game played. Uh, I'm sure he's done other uh, games as well, but uh, yeah, he's released quite a few I've, pretty good games I've recently. Played, I've played Acropolis. Um, the other one I've played, although only on BGA, is uh, Sea Salt and Paper. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which was was quite nice actually. A little sort of yeah, card based game. It has really nice artwork, sort of like folded origami. Oh which okay. Is, which I thought was really really cute style. Yeah. Um, sort of a sea themed of. Is it is it like a card game or is it a roll and write? Yeah, it's a card game. Right. It's a, hang on, I'm just looking at it now. It's a. It's a bit of push looks, yeah. It's melding and splaying, cutting kind of sets of things, a little mm. bit of tableau things. You know, you're trying to get again. It's quite a small box. Yeah, it's one of, another one of those little, yeah, little small yeah. box games, isn't it? Yeah, I think you can take sort of a card from one of two piles. I think it is. Mm. What I remember, and they're different colours and different different things, and so they'll score different ways. You, you know, might get points for a set of fish or mermaids or whatever. Mm. Sharks might, I think sharks and swimmers go together, that sort of thing. But yeah, you know, the, the origami style, I'm not seeing any other game, so that is really quite nice. You know, everything on the card is sort of origami the right. paper, the, the, the fish, the sea, the boat, everything. Yeah. It's really quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice style. Yeah. Even the, even the art of the box is sort of origami. All right. <laughs> Which I imagine somebody's probably handmade the pictures for the art and they've. Put that into the game. I would, I would guess. I yeah, believe that's yeah, how it's yeah. been done. So that's quite, uh, quite nice. Oh, that sounds um, cool. But I quite enjoyed that. It'd be nice to play that bit more. Yeah, um, yeah. I won't mind trying that one. Yeah. Not, yeah. not played anything else on those lists. There's some I don't know there actually. I don't yeah, know there's a few. At all, there's a few seems, that I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah fun facts in particular seems very light for a, a spill of show or somebody. It's sort of a one of these 
party games. This one's almost based on based on trivia. You've sort, of, oh, sort, right. of, sort of questions, you know, based on sort of your appearance. Like, how long was the perfect nap? Is given as an example. Here. Yeah. Um, I think I saw things like. But it's sort of a, you, you. You all answer the question, then you sort of trying to put them in order. I think of lowest to highest. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And then you could get to move yours round. But it's sort of a really, you know, really quite a light one. Yeah, yeah. That was a bit, you know. Yeah, it says BTG weight one out of five. All oh, right, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, so that seems, seems quite a bit surprising. Look for the. Yeah, shows, really. yeah, yeah. Feels so more like it. I mean, more sensible for the Kinderspiel, really. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, um, I would. I'd like to try Dwarf Romantic at some point. Actually, I haven't yeah. played the video game briefly. Oh, have you? Yeah. Let's try the try the board game. Yeah. Um, uh, Planet Unknown. That's one. The, um, that yeah, looks quite I've good. seen that being played. Not played it myself, but apparently it's meant to be quite good. Yeah, that's quite a big one with like um, uh, a lazy Susan in the middle where you pick polyomino style tiles. Another another tile layer. Oh no! I'm thinking of I'm thinking of um, Search Planet X. Yes, no, Planet uh, Planet, I do know. I, I do want to try Planet Unknown. That does look quite interesting. That's kind of a yeah, a lot of people played it like it, and I've seen some good reviews on that one as well. You get like a player board, yeah. and you're taking pieces and putting them onto your board, and you're trying to fill yeah, it up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It looks like yeah, a it looks like a big game, but it's not really. It's kind of one of yeah, those. It's quite it's straightforward. It's just a production, and, which is yeah. big. Yeah, sorry, I got myself in the middle there with the title. Yeah, you search find next, which is an unknown planet, I suppose. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've seen I have seen challenges, Patreon, that'd be you know quite interesting. That's sort of the the first sort of. Um, auto battle the card game type thing I've seen is sort of a genre that's popular online where you sort of up against sort of seven other players it's usually an mm. eight player thing right. um, things like Hearthstone Battlegrounds or stuff like that yeah um, it's a, a card based one or more just sort of less card based and more minion based type things yeah like yeah. teamfight tactics things like that um, uh, this is the first sort of board game one I've seen um It'll be, it'll be certainly good to try. I might see if I can pick it up in the bring and buy at the UK Games Expo. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're sort of, it's like a, well, sort of capture the flag. So you oh, right. I was trying to get hard of the opponent, and then they'll, you sort of going back and forth until the one runs out of cards, and then whoever gets the flag sort of wins. But it's all about sort of the deck building, so you're building a good deck. Uh, try and, you know, yeah. Do that best. Yeah. Although your deck comes out in a random order, so there's a bit of, bit of luck there. I mean, I have to give that a go because it's. If I enjoy it, it's definitely something I will uh, like a lot because I've I've got really into the sort of auto battle of card game things. Ah, uh, right, yeah. The last, the yeah. last few years, been playing, yeah. <laughs> been playing a lot of them. Um, <laughs> they're rather sadly two, uh, this year. Two of the ones I've been playing have both closed down in the last few months. Oh right, oh, that's a shame. Quite <laughs> <laughs> bad. So I've been sort of I have managed to find other ones, so it's all been a bit yeah a bit annoying because I've put you know that one of them is the thing my most played game on Steam now. Oh right. <laughs> in the last. About a year and a half, I put something like 450 hours into it. Wow. It? <laughs> so that was story but broke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sort of tapped into my... Again, you were kind of building a sort of deck slash engine kind mm. of thing, kind of a build to try and beat everybody else and just get all the biggest stats sort of thing. So yeah. I found that kind of thing. We'll have to do a video game episode one day and find out like what games you've been playing and what you've been... <laughs> yeah. And get some recommendations off you. So I've... <laughs> looking at looking at one... But I've yeah, there's other ones I don't know there, and that one Hitster I've not heard of, Kazuka, Mantis, Q, uh, I, I think with the spiel, I think um, the the one that wins kind of goes on to be you know published in all locations, and it it, it turns yeah. you from the big sellers. But then some of the nominations on there that you that you don't really hear of very often, they kind of drop yeah. off the radar, and you never even yeah. you never even see them. So yeah, Q, QE is another nomination that I've uh, I have heard of 
recommendation I have heard of, which is one where you can bid literally. That's one where you can bid literally anything. You can bid anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds quite. I, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that's on there because that's another one that's a that's a bit older. I would have thought. Uh, 2019. It's I guess again it's down to. Uh, it must be. In Germany. Yeah. 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 It must be. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other the other reason I suggested this as a topic was because I've just um, just finished reading James Wallace's uh, book. Everybody wins, which is about all the speedless Yara's winners. Oh, right, yeah. So last year, yeah. Um, so he's going through them all in chronological order. Yeah. Um, it's split them into sort of sections in terms of you know looking at sort of looking at board going through the lens of the Spielders Yara's. Right. What Max says, so it it sort of lists, lists all them. You know, says sort of his opinion on whether it was a you know deserved winner. Could you play it now? Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Going through them all. Yeah, I've played quite a lot. I've, I own quite a lot of them. But it's it's certainly an interesting sort of interesting reading through it how it you know how it changes and sort of the weight of some of them and what you know what's been what's got the spiel and yeah. what hasn't yeah um, things like that so you've got your stone cold classics like Catan and Carcassonne mm. and Ticket to Ride that all that all won and then you've got things like Rummy Cub won it I think it was the second second thing to uh, right the usual one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You've got just one one it one year, which is quite a light game, really. Yeah, yeah, that was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 In in that one, it was saying that it, you know it was sort of talking about light games and saying that that one, um, I think it was I think it was just one, has actually has actually got a BGG weight rating is actually lower than that of Snap, <laughs> which <laughs> sort of puts it into some sort of perspective. <laughs> so you sort of think is that is that really? A bit too light for the spiel. Yeah, I don't yeah. know because I mean, when I I think when I first sort of came across the Spielder Show, I was, I was sort of thinking it was going to be for the you know games more for what the Kenner Spiel does now. Yeah, yeah. You know, more like something like a Challengers or a you know um, more that level. But it's it's sort of yeah. almost like it's aimed at more mainstream esque board games or more mainstream difficulty level. Yeah, I found I found that even the Kenner Spiel sometimes they they can be quiet. Uh, on the, they're, on not the, that ne- they're not necessarily yeah, not that, no. that complicated. I mean, it, it's sort of like, you know, someone like um, Vitale Lacerda is never going to win anything that because his games are way too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're all excellent games by all accounts, yeah, but, yeah. you know, they're not, they're, they're far too heavy for even the Kenner Spiel. It's a bit. Yeah. Like, the the Connoisseurs game of the year 2019 was Wingspan, which, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's probably a bit, a bit more heavier. advanced for, than sort of what you yeah. play with your grandma or whatever. But then after that 2020, we've got The Crew. Which yeah, is like just a quick heavy. kind of I mean, trick-taking the, game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the spiel that year was a game called Pictures, which which I've still never seen. Never, never heard <laughs> never, of it. Never no, played. No. no. It's like I mean, that was sort of Pictionary with the grid of pictures, basically. Right. It's very simple. It's a bit of an odd, odd one. It's like oh, okay, yeah, that sort of completely passing by even at the time. <laughs> it's like, it was an odd, odd one. Yeah. Um, it beat. I think was I think was it My City and something else was that year. I can't remember. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other two were probably. Better picture. Yeah. Um, uh, the the twenty twenty one one macro macro crime city. I've not yeah, played that one. Have you played that? No, I haven't played it. I've seen it. There's some debate about how much of actual game that is. It's mm. more of a where's Wally with crime. Yeah. yeah. It's meant to be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it was deserving in a way. It's just brought down to. Yeah. A game. Don't know. Yeah. Um, it was quite in, a, quite yeah, interesting to go back and have a look through and see what. 
Yeah, see what yeah. like how different the games are that have that have won it. Like you said, sometimes it's like quite. Yeah, it varies a bit. You know, and Code Names won the year. Yeah, Code Names uh, has won it, hasn't it? Game again. Yeah. You know, only it's only been two or three word games that ever won. I think Code Names just won, and then yeah, quite a while ago. You know, various things, and there's been things like I can't remember else was a you know. They briefly went into much heavier games at one point, then kind of backed away again. I think what was it? The yeah. Torres or something, one which was a bit heavier. Right. Sort of around, around the turn of the 2000s, I think, somewhere, somewhere around then. Ish. Or the early 2000s. Well, two, 2003, which is obviously 20, 20 years ago now, Alhambra won it. Yeah. Uh, we did actually play that. We played that recently at the club. And yeah. um, we, we played it with a few new players. And uh, I, I think they quite enjoyed it, but they did say it was kind of showing its edge a little bit now, and it's probably not as as advanced or as you know straightforward as like uh, games these these days would be so it's cl- a yeah. classic game and obviously it's got his big box version hasn't it and loads of expansions and things but uh I don't, I don't think it was impressive to them as sort of like a modern day game would have been that, that but uh, yeah the other thing i was interested in looking through looking through the book is it sort of i mean it, at the end it mentions sort of a few games that have somehow missed out i think the biggest one of which i think is pandemic <laughs> Oh yeah, um, which is yeah, never once yeah. won anything. Somehow you think that would have been a shoe in <laughs> one. Um, yeah, but he got yeah. a special award one year. Yeah. Um, but that's somehow missed out. I mean, obviously, you know, mentions this like Pokemon Magic the Gathering, but they're not really quite in the same. Yeah. Quite in the same genre. Things like that. Uh, you know, there's various other things that would, that ought to have won at some point, but yeah. didn't. <laughs> uh, but then also sort of. You know, a few designers who ought to have won but haven't, like Uwe Rosenberg, who's never won it. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Rainer Knitzi, who's had bloody dozens of nominations, has won it once, but for Celtis, of all things, in 2008, which is not, a, <laughs> you know, none of his sort of aud- um, auction trilogy ever ever won. It got nominated, I think, but they never Yeah, won, my, my like city that. was nominated, doesn't it? Yeah, but didn't yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. And yeah. Brickley got a special prize in 2008, but again, Nitsi's had so many nominations. There's other yeah. ones as well that just haven't. So I said, Matt, Matt we've got, has you know not got managed to win anything. Interesting. In fact, it's like like Dominion in 2009 was the first card game to win the spiel. Ah, uh, right. After yeah. After 30 years. Yeah. The only I think the only I think was it before Micro Macro. I think the, the only two games to I think it was before Micro Macro. The only two games to feature guns were Colt Express and. Um, Sherlock Holmes in about 19 whatever it was 19 oh, right. yeah, yeah. whatever it was <laughs> so that you know it's yeah. quite you know, interesting things like that um, Kenneth Spiel came in in 2011 I think it was yeah um, but perhaps the time they could even do an you know, even heavier one now because the you know the Kenneth Spiel isn't that heavy yeah like sort of the connoisseurs game with you I mean Seven Wonders won the first one the village yeah. got the second one which is sort of a bit heavier yeah, Istanbul. Istanbul can that's, it. Yeah. that's a bit heavier, but Yeah. Isle of Sky. Pandemic Odyssey season one was nominated for Yeah, Isle of Sky, that's a good game. Yeah, I'd forgotten yeah. about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that when I played it, yeah. I mean but then in twenty seventeen the Connoisseurs game of the year was Exit, which is not <laughs> <laughs> Terraforming right. Mars, to be fair, was nominated. All right. Which all right. is quite heavy. Yeah. I don't. I, I think. I think to be fair, any of the nominations are, are like 
are going to be the best games of the best that year, aren't they? So, yeah. how, how do you pick? You know, if you've yeah, got like ten bit, really, really yeah. fantastic games that have been released in a year, especially yeah. now when there's like thousands of games coming out every yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit, you know, a fair bit in the in the book about how you know how they pick a game, what what's the meaning of the spiel, that kind of thing. Oh, interesting. What trying to yeah. do, you know, over the over the course of the book, you know, what's it? Sort mm. of, yeah, they're trying to sort of get new games into into focus. Are they trying to, yeah? It's also it's about mm-hmm. the, the lack of female designers as well. Yeah, you know, there's been very few female designers in the, in in the things. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. The only one I can think of is uh, Wingspan. Yeah, Wingspan. There's been a few others nominated on the on, on yeah. sort of duo things. Turn on Taxis had a female co-designer as well. Was another one. Yeah. Um, oh, Vill- Village was. Um, yeah. A husband and wife team, I think. I can't remember what the names are, but yeah. Yeah, but for the for the main award, that was the husband and wife team for to Texas. Oh, and Quirkle as well, Susan McKinley Ross. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. Yeah. And yeah, we've been saying pictures that lost out to um, uh, My City, but it lost out to Rainer. It was it beat Rainer, Rainer Knizia and Anuve Rosenberg. Right. <laughs> my in My City and Nova Luna. I mean. Yeah, it's up against some stiff competition there, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, but it still it still managed to win somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I think it guarantees big sales, doesn't it? If you're a Spiel winner or a nominee, you, uh, yeah. especially in Germany, you're guaranteed pretty much to have a have a hit yeah, sort of game on your hands. Yeah, quite well, quite possibly. There's been some that have sort of disappeared, not being reprinted and things. As he was yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I have played. I have played quite. I mean, I've played. I actually own quite a few, including the very first winner of Hair and Tulsas. Oh, really? <laughs> Which interestingly, the they started it the previous year and sort of. Did the award, but never actually announced it. Um, right. And that one that never got announced was also Hare and Tortoise. So technically, it's the only thing that ever, <laughs> ever won it twice. Would <laughs> 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 you believe? <laughs> yeah, that's so, going back a bit, isn't it? So is is a uh, version you've got? Is it one of the original one from the seventies? Uh, uh, no, I've, 70s, got, uh, or is it like more, I've got a more recent one that I bought at um, the Museum of Board Games, actually, run by Tony Boydell. All right. Yeah. Put it down there. Yeah. Quite like it actually. It's, it's quite clever. Yeah. Um, it's not one you play like dozens of times because it's yeah. a little bit similar each time, but it's just quite. Is fun. that the one where you uh, where you like pickle carrots? Is like yeah, carrots it's one with the carrots. You can move as far as you like, but it costs yeah. ever more carrots. Yeah, for fun. for a game from when was it? Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. uh, yeah. Still yeah it was good fun. Well. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I played Scotland Yard as a kid quite a bit. We still got yeah. a copy, I think. So that's quite an old one. All uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I played quite a lot of the more recent ones. Yeah. Um, Catan, obviously. Yeah. yeah. There's one two more. There's one two that I've sort of go to. Oh, yeah, I'd quite tried that. Like Adel Verplichtet, I think it was. Mm. Um, which is sort of a yeah, that looked quite interesting. Kind of a oh no, I played that one. That was the um, one I played as Fermi's or Fowl. Or oh yeah. It was what was it? Nope, not that one. <laughs> there's one that's, oh, that sounds interesting. What was it? <laughs> oh, top secret spies. There we go. Which sounds quite interesting. It's sort of a you don't quite know what colour you play because he's sort of moving spies around the board trying to. And at some point, one of them will claim a safe, and then they, they all score based on where they are. But you mm. try to get yours to the top, but you know nobody knows who you are. It's like a, it's sort of you are a secret colour. So you uh-huh. can move any, you can move any of them. So it's sort of a bit of a. It seems, it seems quite good. But yeah. It's quite simple, but there's some quite good tactics in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wolfgang Kramer, one of his. Ah uh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, yeah to play some of the older ones at some point and see how they yeah. uh, how they how they hold up. Yeah, and just yeah. going back to the male female thing, it was uh, 
made the point in the book that there's you know there's only been one one more female winner than uh, mm. there have been male winners called Klaus. There's <laughs> <laughs> Klaus yeah. Kramer's won it four times. Yeah. Oh, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Kramer's won it five times. Three of them right. with one other person, but yeah, won it quite a few times. Yeah, it'd be interesting to read that. Yeah, I like uh, yeah, I like looking good. through those kind of books and sort of reading some of the some of the background and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's quite good. Yeah, he goes through how the game works and things as well each time. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a description and yeah, it's quite nicely yeah. done. Various yeah, cool. Extra bits on different bits and designers. There's lots of different sidebars and things. What, what what's it called again? Sorry. Um, everybody wins. Right. I picked it up at uh, Aircon actually. Got it got it signed by James Wallace. In fact, I was the first in the queue. Oh right. It signed. Oh wow! So I'd seen he was doing a signing. I thought, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, yeah. I actually, that looked quite interesting. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's got something to. Uh, a bit of a memento, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. from that. It's quite nice. That time. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, because it, because it's last year, so it's um, very recent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no doubt we'll uh, we'll be back again to announce the winners when they uh, yeah, <laughs> when they July, come out. I think so that'll be couple of episodes down the line and then we'll uh, no doubt we'll uh, we'll play a few at the club as well and see what uh, see what yeah. some of the nominees are like that we've never heard of yeah but uh, yeah so I think we'll uh, I think we'll wrap it up there then so thanks for joining me Samuel yeah. it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah you been too good. nice to join you thanks for listening everybody and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode so goodbye for now yep goodbye Bye.